G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. In the late 18th century, William Wilberforce was converted. Almost single-handedly, he broke the shackles of slavery. People there were just totally different. We are looking at the footprint of God over the last 2,000 years. Since the Roman legion destroyed Jerusalem in the year 70 AD, the Jewish people have a nation of their own. And he said, well, no, Randy, we're not all just faking it. There is a living hope, and his name is Jesus. And I believe that that's really why you're here. Christ died for us. History Makers. Hi, and welcome to History Makers. I'm Matt Prater. Today our guest host is Andrew Robbo Robinson. And today he's talking to US comedian Michael Jr. Well, we're pretty excited this morning because we're being joined on the phone by uh, someone who always makes me laugh. It's Michael Jr. Good morning. Well, good afternoon, evening where you are. Yes, it is afternoon, which is kind of morning because that's what time I wake up. <laughs> yeah, I suppose when you work in the evening, yeah, that's right. That, yeah. You sort of get to okay. Well, morning then. Yeah, good morning. Wait, 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 wait! You got your listeners thinking I'm a stripper or something? <laughs> <laughs> Comedy people. <laughs> that's yeah. right. No, that's fine. Well, you're a bit like I mean, because obviously yeah. we play a lot of uh, Christian musos on Vision, so they do that, you know, late uh, nights and. Uh, uh, sort of sleep through to midday, but uh, you'd be much the same with your uh, comedy uh, lifestyle. That's a lot of uh, late nights and early mornings for you, isn't it? Yeah, it can be, but I also do weekend services at churches. Oh, so uh, I get up pretty early. Plus, I got five kids. <laughs> the only reason I said I wake up late is because it's funnier. Um, <laughs> yeah. But technically, you're I, a yes, parent, yes. so you haven't had a sleep That's in it. years, have you? That's the reality. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just funnier. It's I really get up every day at like 5.55 in the morning, but it's not as funny as you might know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hey, so tell us anyway. a bit about your family. You yeah. mentioned you got five kids. Um, how, how old are they and how long have you been married? Oh, yeah, we don't talk that much. I just, um, yeah, so <laughs> I'm just playing. It's not true. I thought I was scared and stuff. Um, yeah, I have five amazing kids, and as I like to let people know, I travel a lot so I can see them all. They're all over the place. So, no, I've been married for a while now. Wife is here for you to ask her, but we've been married a while. I have awesome kids, and it's pretty cool, man. I mean, it's, being a dad is the best responsibility. Like it's the it's the funnest thing ever, and it's also a lot of work. Mm. So, yeah, that's true. Well, it, it must give you plenty of uh, fodder <laughs> for your comedy routine. I guess having five kids that would uh, certainly create some fun and funny moments around the house. <laughs> You would hope so, but my kids don't write jokes at all, really. So. <laughs> Love it. So tell yeah, us, introduce not, yourself. Not so much. <laughs> introduce yourself to us a bit. Tell us a bit. How did you get into comedy? So I've been doing comedy probably for like twenty-one years now. From the first time I ever got on stage, I was at this theater in Grand Rapids, Michigan, and um, where I grew up at. And me and some friends out of high school went to we went into this movie theater, mm-hmm. and. We're in this movie theater, and in the middle of the movie, the screen went blank, and this guy, a German exchange student, said to me, I dare you go tell a joke. <laughs> That's the best German accent I could come up with. And at the time, like I'm 17, 18 years old, if you dare me to do something, I'm going to do it. <laughs> so, 
he dared me to tell this joke, and I went up in front of this disgruntled audience, and the only joke I knew was like a dirty joke, but there was a friend there with me also who I made a deal with that we wouldn't use any bad language anymore. Okay. We made a deal. If I did, he'd hit me in the chest hard as he wanted to and vice versa. So I had to rewrite this joke in my head as I walked in front of these disgruntled moviegoers, and I rewrote the joke, and I presented it to the people, and they all laughed, and it was amazing. I felt this high for the first time ever in my life. I've never done drugs or anything. I had some NyQuil once. It's pretty amazing. <laughs> there. But anyway, so I, I go sit back down, and these, these people, uh, the security comes running down looking for me to kick me out of the theater. And this lady, who I don't even know, stands up and says, if you kick that young man out, Oh, my money back. And then these bikers with long hair and tattoos stand up. And these black people, like the whole movie theater <laughs> came to my defense because wow. I gave them a little bit of me. And in retrospect, I can clearly see it was really God giving me a glimpse at what he called me to do. Oh, which is not amazing. just make people laugh, but also use that gift to bring people together in a new way. So I'm excited. It's, it's really it's awesome. That's cool. awesome. awesome. It's a great story. It's very gutsy. It's, yeah. I mean, I'm not sure this 17-year-old this would have <laughs> got up in front of me, but, yeah, good on you. That's amazing. What a great story. Yeah, I wouldn't do it today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that's the wonderful thing about being young and reckless, isn't it? You do some stuff, and uh, sometimes it sets a bit of a course for our life. But uh, interesting, I mean, you, you sort of talk about the fact that, you know, making people laugh is a part of uh, who you are and what you want to do, but it's a bit more than that for you, isn't it? I mean, obviously your uh, sort of motto is comedy that inspires, and really you you are about, you know, making people uh, think and inspiring them to, uh, to uh, you know, be uh, better and, and change their world. Absolutely. The way comedy works is there's always a setup and there's a punchline. The setup is when a comedian like myself, makes the audience think in one direction. The punchline happens when he changes direction in a way the audience isn't expecting. When they catch on to that change, they receive the punchline, and then the results are revelation, fulfillment, and joy, but it's expressed through laughter. Mm. Well, I realize that life is the same way. There's a setup and there's a punchline. Your setup is the fact that you may be married or you went to school, you got this education, you work on this radio show. Like, your setup is about what you received. But your punchline is about what you're called to deliver. And a lot of people know their setup. You can just look around and look at your past and realize what your setup is. But very few people know what their punchline is. Mm -hmm. So I feel like part of my job is to help people understand what it is they're called to deliver. And whenever someone comes to a comedy show or if you go to my podcast, which is called Off the Cuff, like if, if you watch any of my 97% funny, but 3% will be that part that causes you to say to yourself, wow or inspire you in some way. I almost feel empty if I leave an audience with, without some sort of inspiration. So comedy is just like the, uh, comedy is the vehicle. It's not the destination. Mm. Wow. Even though that's the, you know, but we have to get to that place. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. awesome. a lot of fun. It's cool. I've done this on NBC Tonight Show and Jimmy Kimmel. And what's the most popular show in Australia? That's our, that's our breakfast that's show, our, yeah. Rise no, and no, Shine. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. No. Done it here, hopefully. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, well, it's fun. that's amazing. And and how do you find the um, reaction from people? You can do it in the churches in the mornings. How do you find people receive it sort of in the more secular commercial areas, sort of like the Tonight Show and places like that? Well, I think the, uh, I think it's just, so when I did Jimmy Kimmel, uh, he, he during a commercial break, he leaned over and he said, well, how do you do comedy at a church? Yeah. And I said, well, you, well you, first you got to start with the setup, and then you do the punchline. 
Yeah. Anyways, then he, <laughs> then he cracked up laughing. So it's really the same. It's really yeah. about from the abundance of the heart, the mouth is going to speak. So whatever is your heart mm. is what's going to show up. So as soon as I got a taste of giving people more than just funny, I was kind of hooked. Nice. Now I feel a little bad. Sometimes if I go on a TV show, I guess I don't feel bad. But sometimes if I go on a TV show, you'll hear all funny and that's it. But it's really just a lure to get people to go to the podcast that we have yeah. or get people to go check out one of the YouTube videos. And in there, you'll laugh most of the time, but sometimes there'll be a little nugget of something there yeah. to kind of help people through their day in a really cool way. So yeah. I'm all about about comedy that inspires. That's what we really want to deliver to people. Yeah, and it really so is good. great. I mean, I know we... We've um, been laughing all morning. <laughs> we watch uh, quite a bit of your stuff at home, you know, and I was uh, watching something recently with my family, and, you know, obviously there is the jokes and everything in there, but then you just drop this nugget, and it was like... Wow, you know, so we're all like, oh, well, that's, that was actually a really deep thought, you know, that you put out there. And so it's yeah. it's the way that you can kind of just, you know, pepper things through um, that makes it very mm-hmm. um, receivable. People can sort of, you know, enjoy a, a laugh and then suddenly, you know, they, they get hit with a real uh, spiritual truth. And here's the thing, too. I'll give, you, I'll give you some insight that I don't think I've shared with anybody before. When I go up on stage and, I, you know, I have comedy kind of planned out, but then a bunch of comedy just happens on the spot. But here's what people don't know. I don't think I've said this publicly before. Uh, I'm black. No, I'm just playing. Not that <laughs> um, <laughs> Well, what I haven't said publicly before is when I go on stage, I don't really have a plan on what I'm going to say to inspire the people. I literally wow. don't. It's, it, while I'm on stage, I'm just really listening in between the gaps on what the audience needs. When I first start doing comedy... I would, I would be presenting joke number one. And most comedians do this. But even while you're presenting joke number one, I'm doing the math on what I think joke number two should be based off how your client responded to joke number one. Yeah. Then I'll move on to joke number three and determine what that should be based off how your client responded to joke number one, probably responded to joke number two. I used to go seven jokes deep, even though I'm presenting the, the main joke that they're watching right now. Yeah. And the question I was asking is, what joke can I do to get more laughs? Well, I changed that and started asking, what can I give to this audience? And most of the time, it's funny, it's jokes, but sometimes it's something a little more. And when I ask that question, the craziest things happen. And I'll just do them, kind of like running in front of a movie theater at 17 years mm. old. Wow. People are showing up because they want to laugh, but maybe there's something else that they need. And I want to be able to deliver that, or at least put them in the right direction. And it's happened time and time again. There was a little boy at this... We did a, uh, an event. We were doing this big event. It was sold out. It was great. But before that, we stopped at a homeless shelter. Mm. I'm sorry, an abused children's facilities and did comedy for them. There's wow. this little boy up front. There's a video on YouTube. It's called uh, Deliver Your Punchline. Oh, no, it's called I Like Laughter. Yep. This little boy is up front, and he actually got, he was being abused by his mom because he was on drugs, and she was, she pulled out his toenail. Like, it was some miserable, some really scary stuff. And now this same little boy is at my comedy show, but he has on a Spider-Man costume. Full Spider-Man costume, the mask, everything. And his grandmother explains the reason he wears the costume is because he's so afraid of his mom. He wears it to protect himself. Mm. Now, I know I hear his story before the show and then all these other kids' stories because we're at this abused children's facility before we do the big show that night. And these guys, and, and they're sitting up front, and my job is to make them laugh. Now, the question I'm really asking is how can I give what can I give this audience? So that's why I'm there. If I was looking for laughs, mm. I wouldn't be there. Mm. I mean, it just wouldn't. So I went on ahead. I did the comedy show. We laugh. We're having a good time. They start laughing more and more. And 20 minutes into it, I hear a voice. And the voice says, my name is Ronan. 
And this little boy pulls off his mask uh. and introduces himself to me. What? If you look on YouTube at this video, it's called I Like Laughter. By the end of the show, me and this little kid are breakdancing on stage together. Now, what? the reason I mention that story is because had I just shown up only trying to get laughs, that would have never happened. But I showed up asking a question, what can I give? Mm. And it changed everything. That's amazing. For your listeners right now, for your listeners right now, I do comedy. I love doing comedy. But the question I want to ask you is, what might happen if you ask the question, what can I give? Like, what would happen? And I'm not talking about money. It's okay to give from the hip. It's a game changer to give from the heart. Yeah. What would happen if you ask the question, what could I give? Mm. So those are some things that slip up in between the jokes. Yo, I wrote a brand new joke today, though. I don't know if y'all have this stuff, though. I'm going to give it to you guys first. It's brand okay. new joke. All right. This is a scoop. If y'all have this in Australia or not, my, my son actually did help me write this joke. So here it is. So I talk about how I like to eat healthy. Well... Let me explain. I'll take a Heath candy bar and a Sharpie, and I'll write L and Y in it. Um, sometimes I don't have a Sharpie, so I have to wait to payday. So um, that's the whole joke. I've never even put that on stage before. That's, funny. Get, that's, awesome. that's very I, clever. I like Maybe you can add yeah. some laughter. Yeah, yeah we'll put some canned no, laughter in there. We get that. That's funny. No, that's, that brilliant. Is, that's clever. I like it. I tell you, it's brand new. Like, I've never, ever, ever, like, I just wrote that this, in this morning session. Uh-huh. So I don't even know if it's funny or not. You guys need to be yeah. polite. Yeah. But no, I'm going to go ahead and throw it on stage you, tonight and see you if it works. Throw, it's, it's well, it's got past Australia, so you're all good. Yeah. Cool. Hopefully they like it in the land above. Yes. What do y'all say about us? Because we say land down, down under. Are we the land above? Are we heaven? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Are you heaven? Here? Well, I wouldn't say yeah. we've ever referred to it as heaven, <laughs> but um, I don't know. What do we say? I, I think know. we just say. Yeah, just the U.S. The U.S. US of A. Yeah. When I come there, I'm going to be like, hey, I'm from the land above. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've been sent. <laughs> up and over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, bless. Well, up and, yeah, over. up and over. That's awesome. Well, we, we do hope it. that you can yeah, make it out to Australia. Day. We'd love to uh, meet you and uh, get you to see our country. But yeah. uh, looking forward to at least being able to see yeah. you on the screen, you've got uh, lots of stuff, as you mentioned, on YouTube. And uh, you've been involved with a couple of sort of movies of late, too, haven't you? You've done some, uh, like, a, a documentary and some other. Um, you know, Obviously, you featured in War Room. You had a, a scene in War Room, which we enjoyed. So uh, what, what else is on the, yeah. on, on the horizon for you? The big thing I'm excited about right now is the podcast we just started doing on iTunes called Michael Jr. Off the Cuff. This is actually from live comedy shows whenever I'm traveling. In the middle of my show, sometimes I'll take 15 to 20 minutes and I'll stop doing jokes and I'll talk to the audience and funny just happens. <laughs> we started recording these. We started recording these and we put them up on there like 20, 25 minutes long and we built a podcast out of it where first we talk about the city, talk about what happened, what went down, and then you actually get to hear the 100% impromptu comedy that takes place at a live Michael Jr. event. Oh, wow. It's so much fun and we're... I think we've done at least, I think we've done 11 of them now, and they're getting really popular more and more. So, again, it's called Michael Jr. Off the Cuff. The people can check it out. I'm pretty, pretty excited about it. And yeah, good. we also have a platform called Punchliner Circle, which helps people uh, kind of understand what it is they're called to do. Like, it helps people understand. Like, we use comedy to teach people about their purpose and what they're supposed to do in life. So, nice. that's pretty exciting. So, Punchliner Circle.com. It's a great place. Brilliant. Check that out. Oh, very good. Well, uh, check all that out. And, of course, uh, your uh, website, michaeljr.com, which is michaeljr.com. Uh, you can find all the the links mm-hmm. to all that stuff as well. But, uh, Michael, really Thank appreciate you so your much time. For time. It's been a lot of fun chatting. <laughs> and we certainly do hope that you can yeah. get to, to Australia 
uh, sometime soon with no, your uh, with your tribe of, uh, of kids <laughs> yeah. as well. <laughs> you guys are awesome, man. It's so much fun. Thanks for joining us on History Makers. If you'd like to listen to this interview again, just go to historymakers.tv. There you'll find links to Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. You can subscribe to our iTunes podcast or check out our YouTube clips. History Makers is a faith-based ministry and we appreciate all of your support. The vision of History Makers is to share the good news of Jesus all over the world. If you've got a suggestion of someone we can interview, send us an email, info at historymakersradio.com. God bless you. Have an awesome day. I'm Matt Prater, and why don't you go and make history? History Makers. This year is the 50th anniversary for the Bible League. They're celebrating all that God's done in their ministry and they're praying into all that He's going to do in the next 50 years. Ephesians 3.20 says that God is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to His power that's at work within us. To Him be the glory of the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations. If you'd like to support the Bible League as they reach the generations to come, go to BibleLeague.com.au. Station sponsor. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.